Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club podcast, a podcast about music, news, cool bands, Godsmack slander. <laughs> Not enough Godsmack slander and or too much Godsmack slander on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, Who knew that we ever needed it? (laughs) We needed it. It just needs to happen. Uh, This episode is with our new best friend, Tyson, from Crooked Teeth, who uh, just put out a new single over the weekend, and you should go listen to it. Uh, Very nice conversation. Very fun time chatting with him. Uh, A lot of good stuff about, like, being your own artist and, and, you know, all the stuff we keep talking about with the... being independent and, and and celebrity and 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 all that stuff about like being an independent artist and why there are no bands and stuff and uh really cool really cool chat really cool conversation and uh yeah just just a nice guy just nice just a nice talkative dude talking you know just discussing how he pretty much came up from being signed to pure noise as like a teenager which is like way more than i feel like either of us Jealous. have done so jealous. And then, you know, going on to do Crook Teeth and, you know, premiering on Caro Q, which is if you're not in the you United States, it's like and it's like I only hear it as K Rock. <laughs> that's how I that's how I said or it's R O Q. I know. That's the know, radio side versus the radio, the thing. radio consumer. What's in east of the Mississippi? It changes from W to K and you gotta specify. You gotta specify. You gotta specify. But like having that his like a, that sounds like a Godsmack song. <laughs> Oh God! God <laughs> All right, we are going to get into that conversation, but before we do, Lizzie, what is going on with you? What you got going on um, this week? <laughs> trying to figure out. I think we're getting out of our shadow band from TikTok. I don't know. I just did a duet with our friend uh, Kieran, who is Brian's uh, personal trainer, and it only got like 13 views. Um, so I don't know how <laughs> how we're going from 220 views back. I think it's because go... we still need Brian to be a TikTok thought. No, so I think no, he needs I'm to put his thoughting. face on there a little bit more. No thoughts. No if thoughts. You go on, just if you go on TikTok <laughs> and, and you follow us on TikTok, go on there and tell me whether or not uh, I should thought or not. <laughs> You're going to have to make a video and ask people. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to put it out there with my <laughs> face like, hey, do you think I should be a thought or not? Okay, so I'll have to do it and be like, Stupidest. so here's me. Funny looking. Here's Brian. What the do you fuck? you want either one of me? Continue with your plugs, Lizzie. The fuck? <laughs> what are we doing here? But it's that X emo social club X. So uh, I guess send us a DM or reply to any of these videos that we are posting because it helps with the algorithm. And also just go on Twitter. We're hanging out over there. And that's the same handle at X emo social club X for any other type of chaos that's going on. But besides that, Brian, what are you yeah. doing this week? <laughs> oh, man. You know, <laughs> maybe more depending on the DMs we get. <laughs> Who knows? Um. I am doing the same stuff that I've always been doing. Uh, we got the DJ night uh, Friday and Saturday. We are voting on records as we always do on Friday night. Saturday, this is going to be another interesting one, but we want to keep it like 
you know, some variety, some like some different kind of stuff in there. So we'll be doing an EDM night, uh, which I know it sounds like, oh, we're going to listen to like dance music. And there will be a lot of just like some dance hits, you know, sad. I I always imagine like the the sad, like crying while dancing in the club and some shit. Uh, So we'll do. Yeah, there's playlists for it like there's a lot of good music like that it's just like really catchy music that's like objectively just sad shit and i'm like this is where all these band guys went after their bands didn't work out and they just made a edm um there will be a lot of skrillex there will be a lot of artists who uh you know went on to be these edm acts there will be a lot of bands that have edm influences in their music so it's not just like you're not coming to a club night. Like, it's not like we're totally going off genre. Like it's going to make sense within the emo genre. Uh, so come and hang out at that, make some requests, throw some stuff out there. It'll be fun. Uh, that is 6 PM Friday and Saturday nights, uh, Chicago time on emosocialclub.tv. If you'd like to be notified, you can always join us in discord, which you can find the links in the show notes, uh, along with all the links for everybody else, all the crooked teeth links, all the, all the emo social club links, our merch links, whatever you want. All of it's there. You know, go look. It is. Maybe we put surprises in the show notes and you would never know if you don't read those show notes. You've yeah, no it'd idea. be really up- I'd be very upset because I write those show notes. Yeah, yeah. Big upset. Uh also subscribe to us on YouTube uh and leave a review on all of your podcasting apps. You know, all the same stuff every week, but until you do it, we gotta keep reminding you. Until we're, we're famous, we have to keep telling you. We see all these people. Well, and then even when we are famous, if that ever does happen, oh, we'll have we still to have do to be it. like, we'll have you have to, to still do it. We, we can always be more famous. Track. We have to fight with Joe Rogan. We are literally in a fight with Joe Rogan. He's going to win because he's an MMA person, but we are in a fight. We exactly. are losing it. We can fight his uh, production guy, though. I'm pretty Why sure we can I take do- him. We got to stop starting beef with <laughs> All right, without further ado, here is our episode with Tyson of Crooked Teeth. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here tonight with Tyson from Crooked Teeth. Welcome to the podcast show, I guess. Welcome to the podcast show. Welcome to the podcast show. Got him. (laughs) uh tyson tell us a little bit about your band and you and and i mean you're are you the band are you yeah it's it's pretty much one in the same yeah um when i started crooked teeth there was you know i i i had the intent for it to be a moniker um i grew pretty close with the two members that you know like started the i tried to light a candle and failed um so i'm not gonna do that (laughs) uh wow is that metaphorical i don't know um, <laughs> anyway <laughs> i'm just kidding um no i i, I started with a couple guys um and we we played together for the first like two years of of crooked teeth being being a thing um and amicably like went our separate ways and i kind of knew at the end of well actually probably like mid 2019 after our tour um, with this wildlife, I I was like, I think this is like, I think I need to like lean into this being like my thing more, you know, um, not even like in a self-righteous or like haughty way. I just knew exactly what I wanted to do with everything. Um, and I started playing music and I started my only other band that I have ever been in. I started when I was 
15. Um, and by the time we were 17, like we had put out like an EP with Pure Noise and we were like all our first tours were with, with like the story so far and like the Wonder Years. And like, this is before, this is like even before Tumblr started really taking off. Like this is kind of right all at that, like where it was just gonna blow up. Um, and so I kind of got my chops like really young and like DIY touring and all of that. And, and you know, knowing how to adapt because we were so young to like, oh, so-and-so can't do the tour. Okay, well, I'll find, you know, someone else to do it. And like, it was, I was already just like in that headspace. And I mean, some of my favorite, you know, artists are just songwriters, like, in, especially in emo, like Chris Grabber, Chris Conley from Saves the Day, um, and Andy from Hot Rod Circuit. Like, I knew that those like bands like that, they always functioned as like, this is the songwriter. There's a name, but like, you should always expect this to be consistent and it to be coming from like that heart and that brain, so to speak. And that's not to discredit anyone else I, I play with. I just think that the brand itself and uh, yeah, that's me. That's just what, it, you know, that just is how it is. Like, I don't know how to put it any other way. It's just, yeah. So that's what that. The, what was the band that you used to be in? If you guys were signed to Piernoid? <laughs> it was called Second to Last. Okay. Um, yeah we were really small we were just like we were just poor kids like i don't know we were but we were um really really close with like the story so far and um because we're kind of from the same area and then like man overboard and title fight and balance of composure and wonder years and lost her words and fireworks like all those bands started coming through and they would crash at our you know they'd crash at my house my parents would put them up and like we all and i was in high school so i just my sister and I just kind of developed these relationships and this just kind of like understanding for that world really, really young. Um, I mean, the first time I, I, and really the only time I ever did the Warped Tour, I was 19. <laughs> like I probably was not supposed to be there. You know, I was, like, <laughs> I was like hustling CDs for the Wonder Years and Set Your Goals and Hopeless Records. And, and then I was like, I was spilling in at the time this band handguns was like going through a transitional period and they, they didn't know when their vocalist was going to come back. So again, they were a band I met in high school. We played together and became friends and they asked myself and the drummer of second to last of the time, who was my best friend, if we wanted to like fill in on vocals and drums. And so we went and just, it was this crazy journey when we were just like <laughs> literally in between the ages of 18 and 19. Um, and I think just like doing things like that, but not like as a rich, spoiled kid, like not some kid who got planted in the music industry and like all the A&R people, like they're like, oh, that kid's parents got money. Like they <laughs> like they can, you know, every time he goes on tour, he's going to have a gas card or like he's already got all his paper, <laughs> already pay for all the stuff. Like we can exploit that. Like I wasn't really exploitable for a long time. And maybe <laughs> someone like I'm not, you know, and I know that. Um, and so... Yeah, so that that's with Crooked Teeth. I've been a lot more, um, uh, what's the word, like methodical about everything. Like I know, I know exactly where I want to be and what I want to do and how I want to go about it, and uh, and the people that I want to have around me to, you know, help me get there. And like it just be based on organic friendships, really. Like that's another thing I learned. Like I just don't like. I can like sniff out when people are disingenuous, like immediately, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
I'd rather have someone be like dorky and a little awkward and totally genuine than like, you know, put on like this facade like they are. And then they're just, you know, some Mercedes driving suit that like does not know what it's like to like have your parents like house get foreclosed when you're in high school and like, you know, go through all this like crazy shit, like, and still have a dream, you know? And so I don't know. That's where I kind of, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Older and earlier bedtime. <laughs> the early bedtime Less is acid. so important. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that you, you kind of knew that you wanted to do it more as like your own thing and like have it as your name on, on the project and have it be you because there is this like big conversation now about how like there are no bands. Like I saw Adam Levine is saying something and I'm like, Adam Levine, Hey, we, yours is you not mean the Mr. opinion Tummy on bands. Tattoo man, according to consequence of sound, his yeah. opinion is not the one that I want on bands. Uh, but I like the idea that like yeah go ahead no go ahead well i i the idea that there's like you know these these artists that are coming out that are mainly like you are the artist and the music is happening like as you with as the front man or you as the front artist like whomever you are and it's not about the band and the name really represents more like one person than a full group of people like it used to in the past uh so it kind of makes sense to go that direction overall anyway like i think that your your process there was like basically coming to the place where like most people are going to be in the next few years and you know it's crazy because like i started having those conversations in like late 2017 or probably like, like late 2018 early 2019 with the guys I was in the band with at the time and honestly at any point and we had that conversation from the get-go i was like look you know, like if we're all putting in the same effort into anything, there's definitely a conversation to be had about like who the identity is. But like, mm. if it's not, and I'm like busting my ass and like, you know, <laughs> blood, sweat and tears for writing songs just because I would be anyways. And like, you know, it's, I'm trying to pull 75% out of you. Mm. Like, I just like, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And especially like sound wise, rock rock has, and alternative music has been so obviously evolving, like right in front of us this whole time and fans. And I will also say like MGK made that kind of controversial, controversial statement about like, mm-hmm. I did Warped Tour and all these bands were like up there and Nike free. Dude, I've been saying that for so long. <laughs> when I saw the, when I saw like all these like Tumblr bands start to get big, the beauty in Tumblr and like everything being just visually right there and everything being about aesthetic and like the mood, mm-hmm. every like, like pop punk became a meme because it is, it's this like kind of jockish thing. It's been this like jockish, like boring fashion sense thing for the past like 15 years where there's been no like excited, like that was the coolest thing to me about being a kid loving the TRL era of, our scene was it was so animated and bombastic and like yeah fallout boy loved the get up kids and saves the day and you know blink and you know green day and all that shit but they also loved like the theater of like michael jackson and like the huge sounds and and stuff of all that same with mike hem like mike hem would not be able to sell out an arena tour in five minutes you know in 2021 20 you know or 2020 
it was supposed to be if yeah. they didn't <laughs> like actually lean into something that was special like and i think for so long like this the the kind of pop punk whatever it's it got so boring and stagnant like we all know what like we all know how to write songs like you know or rewrite songs like newfound glory or good charlotte or simple plan but like put your like really your own identity on it and like really bring something special to it and i can't say that i've completely done that yet but that is my goal like i have a lot of collaborations coming out this this year that do not just you know specifically delve in the territory of pop punk if at all so that's something to me like we've needed to break out of that box for a while but i think it was something interesting that happened around like the wonder years fireworks like the property of zach era right where it was like <laughs> property is Zach somehow, is a name i haven't heard in a while <laughs> exactly right somehow i feel like <clears throat> somehow like there was this weird part of ethos to it all to where like if you played into fashion or that level of like aesthetic creativity that like really builds you know something that's like special and i think like again like bands from our scene that are gonna survive for another 10 years a day to remember pierce the veil all time low like they all had special things where people thought they were corny they went through their periods where people <laughs> were like that's so lame like but True. they were just haters and they didn't understand that like yo they're they're like trying to build their brand and like really do something special and i think like that happened for all time low when they did future hearts like when they had a number one album and they started to really jump into this like new alternative sound like it obviously worked you know and and now like they have the they've had the biggest single like alternative single in the country how long <laughs> in this late in their career yeah so it all just tells like i i think a lot of bands that maybe for the last 10 years, like they were young kids like me when I started and they've been fortunate to like build up these careers really fast and like get scooped up and exploited by, you know, labels and whatnot, like really quickly and hopefully not spit out, but hopefully they learn to adapt to what's going on because mm -hmm. it's all about, it's all, it's all coming back to being about identity again. Mm -hmm. TRL was all about identity to us. Like we wanted to know everything about Good Charlotte and Simple <laughs> Plan and Fall Out Boy and All American Rejects, like and the pop artists too, like the the actual like pop sound artists, you know. Yeah. Like, and now I think because of TikTok, um, I really do think it's like and thing like avenues like Twitch and just like where these kids are, they want that too. They wanna they wanna see themselves in artists, you know. And I think it's kind of hard. It's been hard for like the like people especially i don't know how to say it like it's been harder for these bands in the past like i would literally say 10 years of that that era of the scene to grab like a household like to pull people out of households because mm -hmm. i don't think there's been a lot of identity to a lot of it like i yeah. think the wonder years were really the first ones where I was like, yo, they're doing something really special. And I'll tell you what, every other band was shitting on them behind their backs. Like, oh, like they're just, they're like, you know, they're selling out. Like they're selling out, like, shut <laughs> up. Why are we still using, they that... know exactly what they want to do. Like let them fucking do it and let them take this sound to the household. Like let anyone who wants to get this sound into the household and make kids at 11, 12, 13 years old, want to play guitar 
or even at 25, like let it happen. However, that's going to happen, you know, so long as it's not someone who's just like a piece of shit, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, of course, but that's my take hot take. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, that's literally the take that I'm hearing from so many people. And I don't know if this is like a silo that I'm in a silo we're in of like, but breaking away from record labels, breaking away from, ha from needing like those kinds of resources and trying to make it more about the identity of the person. I also think it's a little bit of like breaking away from this idea. You have to be on this global stage and more of like a, a smaller community stage is much yeah. more what a lot of people are looking for. People see it as like, Hey, I'm going to do this as long as I can. And I'm going to do this in the way I want to do it. And in that process, I'm going to get, you know, the people who love me, the people who want to be a part of this with me and, and that's where it's going to go. And if it, you know, if it blows up and it's this huge thing, that'll be fantastic. If it's something I can only do in, you know, basements across the country or whatever, right. that's also pretty cool. So it's, it, it's definitely changing in that way. And I think that, I mean, we're hearing it from literally everybody that we listen to. And, and those are the types of people who, who I feel have the right ideas for the future of like, music the future of bands the future of rock music our scene yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah it excites me when people are excited about rock music like let me yeah. tell you like i get so like anytime i see like a young kid in like any band shirt i'm just like fuck yeah that's so <laughs> sick like whatever that cool is 10 year old like, keep doing that like, keep doing that <laughs> fireworks forever <laughs> such a good band you know actually it's so funny um in high school i remember all i have to offer is my own confusion came out it was the first um like fireworks full length but i had been really into fireworks i not to be that guy but like i really did like them from their first dp and i waited months for that to come in the mail from run for cover records so hmm. Someone tell Jeff Casaza if he's still there that it took forever. <laughs> and it was just a CD. It was just a, their first We Are Everywhere CD. And, uh, but I took the, what, what Fireworks did that was really cool about that first full length is that every song, like when you took the CD off the case, every song had like a one sentence, like description, one or two mm -hmm. sentence description of like what it was about. Cause they actually, cause the lyrics are so, like if we we've all listened to fireworks, I think, right? I have not listened to fireworks. Really oh my gosh, ago. Brian! A really dude. long time ago when I was an undergrad, because I had I, some friends who were really into, as I like to call it, the bro core pop punk. <laughs> I mean, and they I were never bros, really got too much into it. <laughs> they were very like socio socio politically like aware, if that makes any sense. Yes, it um, does and and that was something that was really special and i remember showing that to my honors english teacher like the year i dropped out of high school just being like yo like i think you'd really like this just like as a piece of literature and she was like loved it like would just be like whatever you're doing like just keep doing it because like if that's what's being made like that's awesome and it was fireworks that that was the band that she was like so stoked off of miss mueller to this day she's my favorite teacher of all time only because she one. liked fireworks or took the time. <laughs> I just imagine she really liked, like, I don't know, in high school, it was, <clears throat> when I was in high school, it's probably like, fuck, what was like, like the shins <laughs> or something? The shins. <laughs> you know, bright eyes. She probably loved bright eyes. Or yeah. Like Tudor Cinema Club. Maybe she was a secret yeah. Tudor Cinema Club fan. 
Dave, a big Dave Matthews band fan. Oh God. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to throw her under the bus. You know what's crazy too? Like Fireworks was like on every sick. Like once that album came out, they were like the the hype band. Like like they got thrown on a newfound glory tour last minute. Like they toured the anti flag. Like they were touring with everyone, and they like. I just wanted them to be so much bigger, but I think they were meant to just be a secret like that, you know? Mm. But yeah, they're just on bands that are like, I'm going to go calls. out with a big bang. Yeah. <laughs> Another band is Broadway Calls, like a really cool, like, you know, Man, when everyone, familiar. yeah, everyone's like, I, I like Dookie. Like Dookie was cool, but like everything other than that, it's like, if you wanted a band to sound like, Green Day sounded on Dookie about all the time. It's Broadway Calls. It's really dope. Really hmm. cool. Also really like it, uh, thoughtful and like thought-provoking lyrics. Um, and like a three-piece band from Portland. Just like so dope. But they toured with Fireworks and Set Your Goals and Alkaline Trio and the Offspring. Like they had they had a, uh, a scent and they're still yeah. a band. They're on Red Scare Records. And God, there's just such a cool era. Like when I was in high school... I'm just, I don't mean to sound like an old man, but like, it was I so, will, I can old man you, I can old man you so yeah, hard right now. You have no anybody idea. Anybody here any day. <laughs> well, I'm, like, I'm, I will welcome that. It'll make me feel better. Like I, all right, here's some fucking, here's some knowledge oh, no. for the people, yeah, here, for the me. listeners Help and all me. that shit. Old so, man so three cheers came out my senior year of high school. So tight. And like, so that was like my high school experience was like, I saw AFI on the sing the sorrow tour with a bunch wow. of friends in high school and then went to, you know, the, the, uh, taste of chaos tour from yeah. like that year with the, the use and shit. Like that was that. my, that, my high school era. And I was like, so obsessed with three cheers that I, I was taking a creative writing class and I literally wrote an entire like short story based around three cheers with like my own characters and shit. And I'm like, that's incredible. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm on to something here. I can't believe that Brian did fan fiction and turned it in for a game. I literally, listen. I love that for you. Listen, I basically wrote Twilight. Like, if you guys didn't know this. Brian, I don't know why you didn't Stephanie Meyer it up. You could have been. Because I didn't know. <laughs> like, that, that happened so far after my Were era of like. Were you not on like, fanfiction.net? Nope. Well, <laughs> and I, I won't. Was. I'm Please not now not and I never will anything. be. <laughs> you know, it, like, you know what's crazy, Brian, is that, um my first show was like kind of by accident um my cousin took me to see newfound glory good charlotte the movie life and mxpx it was a um, it was the honda civic tour the yeah. TRL Civic. and yeah and it was like my first time but i didn't like i was still i think i was like a year behind like being allowed to listen to those that kind of stuff like i i don't think i really got like acclimated to mtv until i was like 12 because i could go over to like my you know shithead friends connor's house and like his you know stepmom was just smoking cigarettes and would just let us watch trl you know (laughs) (laughs) and we would just like play halo and watch trl and like um so that was like my first concert and i remember not really and then i went to a few other local ones like i remember same cousin took me to see fallout boy matchbook romance messed and bayside i want to say and it was right around the time it was fallout boys headliner for take this to your grave 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think I was 11. I, it was the same, the, both of those things happened the same year. Like, since I didn't come home high or drunk, my mom was like, yeah, you could go with your cousin again, that's fine. So I was raised <laughs> in like a really like conservative uh, Christian home. And then I didn't really start loving, like I wasn't infatuated until American Idiot. And then I was like, that is everything. I, I need whatever that is. I want a big fat slice of it always. <laughs> I need all of this. Likes of that. Yeah, but it was it's crazy because there was like so many weird speckled moments of email along the way mm-hmm. that I didn't realize were like the first CD I ever bought with my own money, like literally mowing the lawn, like paper out money was uh, Bleed American. Like oh, yeah. when it came out. Oh yeah. Um. And I remember always seeing, like, just adjacently seeing, like, Blink-182 and, and stuff, but knowing it was bad. Like, Blink-182, Limp Bizkit, bad. And then I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> Black Eyed Peas, Outkast. Yeah. Dixie Chicks. It's kind of sketchy, but <laughs> oh, my Chicks. God, Fine. Dixie Yeah, Avril Lavigne, <laughs> cool. Yeah, and, like, I remember that, too. Like, uh, I remember my mom picking my sister and I up from school one day, and she... She got, she had the Avril Lavigne CD in the car already uh, and it was let go. And um, and I remember she just, I like, I don't remember exactly what she said verbatim, but it was something to the extent of like, now you and your sister don't have to fight over like who to play in the car because we both <laughs> loved Avril Lavigne. Like my sister <laughs> loved Britney Spears, but I, I think I was into like, probably like Creed or like, oops, oh my God, I don't know. Pure butt rock energy at a young Dude, age. Just things you know that what? were like, a, like whatever my dad was listening to when my mom wasn't around. Like, cause he he was a um he he was a pri- he's a prison guard, but he also does cabinets, and so he would take me with him like on the weekends, on his cabinet jobs or like in the summer, mm-hmm. and he just had like this shitty like, you know, like radio or like portable CD player to listen to on the job, and it, he would just play like the rock station. Or he would just, you know, listen to a lot of classic rock, like Van Halen and Scorpions and Tom Petty, and and I really love all of all of that too. So I don't know. I I absorbed everything, and I still love all of it <clears throat> to this day. So yeah. I don't know, like the country, the pop, the new metal, the <laughs> you know hair metal, the I don't know. I I love all of it. That's why also like. As I move forward, I'm trying not to totally put crooked teeth in a box with anything because like I would love to write a country song with somebody. I would love I'm I'm so down for like literally anything and to just put my name on it as it stands. So but yeah. what about a new metal song? Yo, I'm let's go. Yeah. Crooked literally, teeth is corn. <laughs> straight up. I I would dude. Oh my god! When I was looking for you earlier, there was a a a Papa Roach song called "Crooked Teeth." Yeah, I thought that I thought you were named after that. I was like, because it was the first coming up next actual like you know Crooked Teeth. Really, I was like, I don't want to see that. I want to see the band. (laughs) Really funny story about that. Um, So like that they were they dropped that single I think around I think that was 2018 or 2017. It was right when like the first year or year and a half into Crooked Teeth. And I remember um, I started like, I started hanging out with their booking agent, uh, Papa Roach. And like not even knowing it. Um, 
my actually my current booking agent now he became one of my really close friends when I moved to LA and started the project and he introduced me to their agent and we became friends and I remember he like wanted to pick up crooked teeth and it was like this whole thing of like we went out to dinner and he's the one who like told us that they were having a new song coming out and he was like guys you know like love the band it's just like one of these weird moments for me and I'm pretty sure like that's why we just didn't get picked up wow he's still my friend to this day but I think it's funny because I'm like wow like it really came down to that and dude Papa Roach bangs I literally, I watched their Vice, the Vice feature that just came out like in the last couple months about hmm. um, Cut My Life Into Pieces and about what it was written about and like their whole just like, like what Papa Roach is. And it seriously made me cry. I also cry a lot, but it made me seriously hmm. like really emotional just because it's a song about mental, it seriously is a song about mental health. It's not just hmm. some like bros like, Come on, you know, oh, of like, course, yeah. yeah, it like really is, and 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 I never really saw it that way, and that's like again, like so naive of me as like a listener, you know, to just be like, oh whatever, you know, that's the bro anthem, like that's a song, you know, some some jock is gonna call me the hard f in high school too, and like you know, beat my ass, or something. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. I, that was well, also like, my experience they, though. <laughs> What's that? Too, they have such like a hardcore like that bro that's gonna beat your ass in high school aesthetic too that i've noticed and it's like guys it's okay you can can pull it back a bit you have some more diverse audiences we get it like you're Mm -hmm. you're sensitive that's fine yeah no that that's what was cool about the the device thing is that like like jacoby is like crying in the interview and i'm like okay if that man (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding no that we just need to get fred durst to show us offside you know Oh my god! <laughs> he covered behind blue eyes. He's fine. That's true. It is pretty soft. I honestly skip that song every time it comes up. <laughs> it's not. It's not the best Limp Biscuit song, which is a weird sentence. Uh, uh, there I are was, a lot of good Limp Biscuit songs. So with many the good. Benefit of hindsight, there are also a lot of them that are not as strong as other songs. Well, I think that everything on Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavor Water is fan fucking tastic um how is that record that like the same as you're saying about like eminem bad is like limp biscuit so bad bad when i was in high school it's like you can't listen to that you can't like it's better than significant other though like but but it's it's crazy because like when i listen to limp biscuit like i can immediately imagine the kid on my street who also listened to Limp like, <laughs> oh God. who I was at that time, not allowed to listen to Limp Bizkit. Like I can, and then now when I listen to Limp Bizkit, like I'm just as like a pretty soft guy. I'm just like, <laughs> yo, like this shit goes so hard. Like, this goes so, like yeah. it's such like a pop way though. It's like, I don't know. No, I've, I've never heard that. And I love like Linkin Park and, you know other other new metal bands not like deftones i guess it's weird mm-hmm. calling them new metal because they're like deftones is like just their own thing entirely I they're like. at the right time that's all yeah. it is yeah they're like the real ones mm-hmm. you know the OGs. Um, i would I consider that like the big three that like is slipknot new metal i put it in the genre I like, but i yeah, know that they they're just in metal like that- I think they just came out at that time where new metal was big and they said, this isn't anything else. It's new metal. They had, 
the influences. They had the electronic influences. They yeah. did like DJ scratching on stage, which was like one of the big like genre defining, defining characteristics thing. of it. Yeah. And then they went on, I think they would just be considered like rock or metal now, but they they evolved out of that in the same way most that like Lincoln Park was new metal at the time because it had rapping and singing. And then they're like, uh, we're gonna do that, but we're gonna take our own path outside of that. So I think a lot of those bands grew. And then the only one I'd say like that still exists as new metal would be like corn. Yeah, corn still goes hard. Yeah. Um, it's like there's no one else is is no one else is like, I want to be new metal. There are bands that weren't new metal that are like metalcore. They're like, oh, I can do some of those riffs. Like, I can make some hard fucking new metal riffs. Dude, I don't know, dude. There are so many. And that's the thing about, like, Limp Bizkit, too. It's like, there's so many hard riffs in, like, such subtle ways where I'm just like, damn. Like, I don't I don't know. It's just the way it's, it's the production and the way it's arranged. Um, I love it. But it's just funny because, like, it's shit. I was not allowed. When I think of Limp Bizkit, I also am new metal. I think of, like, my just like shitty uncle like who has a god smack tattoo like, <laughs> oh my like, god you know yeah yeah like, my, my family, like, Ryan, do you two have an uncle with a shitty god smack tattoo no luckily uh okay. no god smack tattoos in my family i did okay. get a tattoo at a tattoo parlor right after a man who got a god smack tattoo whoa so it's like whoa. like i literally was That's watching actually... an uncle receive it and then i go Okay, so you're gonna do mine now? He's like, like you you're not getting that, that, are you? And I'm like, no. He's like, dude, I do like 13 Godsmack tattoos a week. It's insane. Excuse me. He literally was like, I do so. I asked him like, uh, how many like like do you get a lot of people coming in here for Godsmack tattoos? He's like, yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> Godsmack tattoos. Just for Godsmack. Literally just the Godsmack logo. It's it was, probably like the same anyone goes in to get like, you know, a Descendants logo. They're just like, yeah, this one again. <laughs> They're probably like, this is the live, laugh, love, and infinity symbol for, the first, yeah, for metal fans. Yeah. I don't want yeah. none of that frilly shit. Give me my God smack, my Sully Erna, <laughs> five foot four. Get him on me. Like, Put him on my arm. <laughs> it's for sure the ugliest tattoo I've ever <laughs> I want to say it's just like whatever their logo is, but really what it looks like is like when you were in grade school and they were teaching you about like the core, like the earth and like the cores. And so they had you use Play-Doh to do yeah. it. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's the version that's on it. It's a sorry. child's Play-Doh planet. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's a really cool Play-Doh tattoo. He's like, a fucking god smack tattoo. So if anybody wants to piss off some probably boomer oh older Gen Xer at a tattoo shop yeah. and you see them getting a godforsaken god smack tattoo, you're like, hey, is that Play-Doh? Oh, We're losing that? viewers here. It's god I'm like, I'm like, listen, it's did god we lose smack, viewers because of god smack? Fine. I can't that's imagine fun. anybody here being so... Over God's back, there could be so. somebody who's like listening to the podcast enjoying the shit out of it and then all of a sudden we start talking about this and they're just God's looking at themselves in the mirror their, their shoulder and the, their shoulder reflection because they don't have any sleeves on their shirt and they're just like <laughs> oh god damn it Sully Erna they're talking trash about you on the podcast it's such, a, it's such a niche 
problem to have. It's, it's a niche dilemma. It's a niche problem that like there are enough people out there who might actually experience it. Maybe yeah. like out of these, I hope like one in every, however many people are left in this chat room, like they're the one, you know what I mean? They're the one Godsmack fan. Yeah. My, uh, one of my aunties actually, cause I was at my great grandma's house and she had like music choice. So I put on Lincoln parks, given up because it was like my fave when I was Song like 12 years old, so, so concerning, but it's fine. But my auntie came in and she was like, what are you listening to? Is this Godsmack? I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I was like, this is Lincoln Park. I, I hope he picks up, but I need you to hear this story firsthand. Okay. <laughs> I'm literally, I, I might not ever do Godsmack something like himself. this. Before. Hold on. It's only because he. I'm gonna see. Tell, tell me you're calling Sully Erna. <laughs> I'm calling tell Jamie me. Costa. Okay. <laughs> Talking about new metal. Damn it! If he, it's my best friend Danny, he's not picking up. Paul Godsmack okay. in the chat. Oh, oh, Danny. I'm on. I'm on a. I'm on a pod, I'm on Twitch right now, but I need you to tell that story. <laughs> about the, your cousin's wedding and the song that they were playing. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can you guys hear this? Dude, yeah, yeah. Put, you can put him up to the screen. We can see him if that's okay with us. This is my friend Danny. Hi, Danny. Hey. Do you remember the song name? It's, it's, it's System of a Down, is it not? Ooh. Yes, it's System of a Down, but I can't. Oh, I don't know how I feel when I'm around you. So my cousin... <laughs> my wife, my, my family's pretty white trash. Anyway, we're at this backyard wedding, and it's all during COVID. It's all dirt. There's no grass. It's just a dirt wedding, right? And then um, my cousin gets up. He's like, "I'm not really good with words, so I'm just gonna do this song." And I love my cousin to death. He's so fucking sweet. And he gets up there. His friend gets up there with a the guitar. He starts butchering. Um, I don't know how. Uh, if some if someone can look up the song, I remember how it goes, but. It, anyway, the, the lyrics are like, I don't know how I feel when I'm around you. It's a and System like, of a Down song. What? Yeah, it's an acoustic song. So, we were just talking about new metal. <laughs> At a wedding? <laughs> so that's a new metal moment. <laughs> My family is a new metal family. They love Tool, they love System Are they also ICP? Those bands, though. <laughs> All right, thanks, dude. <laughs> That's all I needed. <laughs> later. Yeah. What's, all, right. all right, later day. There oh, my go. God. New metal moment. Star Road COVID wedding. A system yeah. of a down. System of a down, acoustically butchered. Guy okay, but also what new... he didn't tell you was that wedding was also, there was a bong bar. A bong like bar? A, a dab bar or like a weed bar. So like everyone comes, you know. This equipped. is so chaotic. This is so chaotic. This sounds like an ICP wedding. <laughs> the song is called Roulette. The song is called Roulette by System of a Down. Oh my god! So <laughs> honestly, this like reminds, just... this gives me the energy of like True Life. I'm getting married, and it was like this one ICP like Juggalo couple, and there it was like this sounds like what it was. This 100 percent sounds like to me what it would have been. I've said it like every time I think about this story and like I've said it to our friend group I'm like dude we need to write this like into it needs to be like a Judd Apatow bit or like a letter Kenny bit like it's yeah too, it's too like it's too real uh, <laughs> but then like I find out like how prevalent Godsmack tattoos are 
Mm -hmm. Then I start to just think about so many things in our society that are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that really escalates quickly. I'm like, it all, it all just, it all comes down. It all just, you know, (laughs) like it coalesces somewhere. It all makes sense. The title's going to have something about Godsmacked. And then to. we're going to have Mr. Godsmack get a hold of us and be upset. Mr. Godsmack. Who is Mr. Godsmack? Put respect on his name. His name is Sully Erna. He is four foot, five foot, five, five, four. He is best friends with Chris Angel, the mind freak. Oh, God. See? Is he going to come into magic tricks at least? <sighs> Chris Angel is friends with everyone in New Metal. That is just basic fact. But, okay, Brian, that checks out, though. Like, just yeah. think about it. Like, it all checks out that Chris Angel, the yeah. mind freak, the mind is freak, friends with everyone in New Metal. Yeah. <laughs> because like, everyone in New Metal, as in some way, adjacently <laughs> or directly, contributed <laughs> to the downfall of America and the Sturgis, <laughs> the Sturgis biker rally. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. It all comes Listen, back around. The escalations. Like, where, where is InfoWars when you need them? You know? No. <laughs> New Metal InfoWars. They don't talk I'm not about having this. Alex Jones on this podcast. Yeah, we are find- way, way more fun. You won't find this in any mainstream media. Jonathan Davis of Corn. Out there, My dad was listening the to um, some Joe Rogan episode last night and it had Alex Jones on it. And he was talking about the um, no. the Bohemian Grove thing up That's in like, California. Thing. It is a real thing. I went down rabbit hole in the last Very two weeks on podcasts about it. And it's fucking insane. Yeah, I have a book about it. What is this? Somewhere. So, uh, it's, it's like, like a secret a, society of politicians and like, okay, go like ahead. Like super Liz, rich people. It's like super rich people and like predominantly like Republican people are in it for like political and it's all dudes like it's all dudes only and it was like even like the staff were all dudes and it got to be such a problem that when the Equality Act what happened is like in the 50s 60s they got taken to court because they wouldn't hire women and then they had to hire women but then they had to like leave the premises and everybody has to sign like you know NDAs basically and like they have like these weird crazy like sacrifice ceremonies and it yeah. gets like and they have like weird like there's an owl there's an there's owl like, and they sacrifice shrine. like a fake like child and they all pee everywhere wherever they want and people think it's because of their I'm like returning to it's fucking insane and then they think that it's like connected to like similar stuff like Epstein <clears throat> dude it's fucking crazy it is insanity yeah the what <laughs> you Just, need to listen to some conspiracy theory I'm gonna, podcast I'm first gonna, of all I'm gonna have to check out <laughs> I'm gonna have to check this out. This sounds it's really excellent. it's insane. It like, used to originally it was like a liberal hub when it was started. And then like uh somebody bought it out and then it just kind of like shifted and people will be there. They're like, you know what? I think it would be great if you guys funded the nuclear bomb. And that's actually how the nuclear bomb got funded. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> Like, what do you think QAnon would think of this, you know? Oh, my God. I'm pretty like, sure they that know. Would, that would just fry <laughs> their brains. Yeah. Like, they thought Pizzagate was bad. Yeah. Oh, God. They, they thought, thought that it was all it was Hillary. They thought it was all Hillary. No. You know. It, Everybody else. They thought the emails were unmitigated. The emails. Wait till you, <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hear about this. <laughs> oh, uh, God. 
I feel like we should mention that you have a song coming out, but now I'm kind of yeah. like, let's just ride this thought out. <laughs> Did you guys know that we have our own TikTok? It's at X Emo Social Club X, and we put a lot of different cool things on there, from random train dancing videos to previews of our upcoming podcast episodes and anything else in between. And also make sure you're following us on our YouTube channel as well, Emo Social Club, to search it in the search bar. We have some really cool videos coming your way. Brian is making really cool adult beverages that you can make at home. I decided to make it an emo cocktail. So this one's called the Alone This Holiday by Eames. And I'm going to teach you how to make your favorite coffee from your equally favorite bands. The new Spear Box Coffee. We're gonna want to do 25 to 30 grams. All the coffee comes together, all the flavors are spread out. So keep on listening and follow our other social pages. Oh, and make sure to join the club. So the new song that you have coming <laughs> out is song. a real banger. Uh, is there a reason that you're only releasing it after being funded by the Bohemian Grove people? <laughs> I'm going to start like random conspiracy theories here on the podcast. But no, you have a new song coming out. New song coming out. Um, literally in a matter of hours on yeah. the on the west coast like two and a two and a half hours um and uh i'm really excited yeah it's on it's it's kind of like a whole new um era of just like everything we were talking about it kind of sets all of that off like i felt i feel like i'm opening the box and climbing out completely and just like seeing where this takes me and um I don't know. I'm really excited. Like, and there's so many more to come, but this one is really special. And I, I wrote it with, uh, I wrote it by myself, like in my room, but around that time I had started talking to Alan from four years strong, um, just about like writing music and whatnot. And so he did a lot of like the production on it. We did it all remote. So it's, uh, <clears throat> it was literally like, you know, I wrote it in my room. And then Alan did everything in Worcester, Massachusetts, where, you know, at his house. And so it features my friend Celeste, a.k.a. Talker. She's got a similar operation to Crooked Teeth. You know, it's like a mm. moniker. Um, and uh, yeah, and so we did and she just recorded her vo vocals at home. I did mine and we sent it to our friend Courtney Ballard to uh, mix. And like everyone, we just worked from home on it, which I think was really a testament <laughs> to the pandemic. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy though, because I, I wrote it in probably like May and then we didn't even start working on it like formally until July. And it didn't get totally wrapped up until I want to say like October. So <laughs> it took it took a while. Um, but it also is a testament to like, I think it was really weird at the beginning of the pandemic of like, not really knowing where like creativity was going to continue to take us with everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I think there was, and especially with the, the civil unrest and, and everything else that was going on, it was also, it was just like really hard to stay focused on selfish creation if that makes mm -hmm. any sense oh totally yeah so that's the first thing that was created in the midst <laughs> of all of that and um i don't know it's really it's exciting that it's finally going to get shared and digested and loved and maybe even 
hated a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you get the hate though, that's a that's also a compliment because yeah. you make so many other people happy, but there's that one person who's like, this does not sound like God smack. I swear <laughs> to God. Not, this does not inspire me to get a God smack tattoo. <laughs> it's not God smack. <laughs> Your next like t-shirt or something just needs to be like your name inside of the godsmack logo like in the font and oh everything it just needs to be i don't think there's enough crossover brian i feel like there is one He's or gonna, two brian is gonna make a crossover <laughs> yeah it's it's literally it's my uncle and the dude that walked out before you got your tattoo those yeah, are, yeah. It's, it's it's those two people and they're That's like the i like both these bands both right up my alley <laughs> I'm always interested in like the people who've been writing during this period because like, I mean, Lizzie and I have been heads down on this podcast for the entire time. Yeah. And I feel like, like we've had the opportunity to really like just spend more time on it, I guess, like, like building it into something like figuring out like, Oh, we really enjoy doing this. We want to make it into something. But like for a band who is, is writing or a musician who's writing and sitting at home and like, having to work on inspiration, you know, uh, I've, I've been curious about how people are doing that and how like you stay motivated and how you like get inspired by different things. I feel like we've had like a hundred quarantine records of varying qualities, right. but a lot of them are just like COVID's crazy, huh? And it's like, yeah, stop. I don't want to hear more <laughs> about this shit that I currently can't stop hearing about. Yeah. Um, where, where did like your inspiration come from? How did you get more uh, inspired? <laughs> Honestly, like, I think it's just necessity. Like, I I can't, like, there was, like, periods where I think, like, weeks go by where I just, like, and, and I was in, well, let me also say that, like, when quarantine started, um, to, like, I had planned, I was going to be, like, working on tours or I was going to be on tour. Like, there was still stuff developing in the pipeline. So like when it happened, like I didn't have, like my living situation was fucked because I was set up in a position, like I had set myself up to, to under the, you know, pretense that like, you're going to be gone all these times. So like, you know where you can stay in between. And, <clears throat> and that's how I was planning to save money and prepare for this next chapter of cricket. Yeah. Um, not knowing, you know, that weeks <laughs> away um it was gonna you know like the thought of touring and all that was just gonna be totally out the window um and so it was really weird because i, I truthfully you know and I, I i don't really mind to be like vulnerable or anything but like i had to just like go crash on my dad's couch and i have three stepsisters you know who, who live there all have a room and like everyone's on a different schedule but also like school is out so any any one of my you know I had a sister in um like community college and then I had my youngest stepsister she's in high school like freshman year so like I was just like crashing on a couch like my shit in a suitcase like not trying to like navigate and, and then i was like trying to do like doordash and stuff like that but it was like at the beginning of the pandemic so like, everything was just so like like you know i don't even it's it sounds <laughs> stupid to try to explain like it's dumb it's redundant just you know like you said like talk about but 
it, I wasn't writing. Like I, I just was like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if this is like going to exist for me. Like if, if this is like, should I start to think of a different route, you know? And I don't know, starting to think of a lot of things, but like, I just, I love music and creating in that avenue. So I just, I don't know, pulled it together and like just picked up the guitar. And that was like the first thing I wrote was light me up. Um, and I, recorded a, a ton of other I've had so many sessions since like it really sparked everything it's you know without being too punny it's like it really did like <laughs> yeah it lit up everything to where it's like yo let's go like it was a motivator like I want to do another song I want to like every session I think once we finished uh, or like every song like after that it was just like every other week I was like starting a session and writing with other people and like so yeah um I think, and then I started to like get out of the headspace of like even thinking about touring being an option literally ever again. I was mm. just like, dude, this is actually the time to just write music and release music and really have like no, um, like not really have an agenda that is centered around or objectively or rollouts that are centered around touring. And that's also why I started I'd always wanted to collaborate with people with Crooked Teeth, like from, from the time it started, that was a goal of mine. But I think a lot of artists were in the same position to where it was like, fuck it. Yeah. I'll write a song with that person. Like, you know, like I'll listen yeah. to that. Like I'll listen to that music and see what it, and like, I started, you know, writing music with people who I did not even think would reply to emails. So I'm like, mm. Oh my God, like, okay, <laughs> this is really dope. Um, and, and, um, so I think it it kind of maybe made some people like brought them down to earth a little bit to where mm -hmm. it was like, yo, like I just need to create for the sake of creating, like, because we really don't know when any, any of this is, is coming back. And um, yeah, so that, I guess to answer, to answer that in a long winded way, like I just, this, the song really like got me excited about um, just getting back in the saddle and like, constantly just continuously and like assertively like very assertively writing um and I I have to like credit that to Alan too because he I don't know he just like made me really stoked off I know it sounds lame but like off myself like as a songwriter and um in a way that I hadn't really felt when I worked with other people um so yeah I'm excited about this one. Like it's yeah. literally going to be out in like <laughs> two and a half hours. It's, it's so funny because Celeste and I, like we probably talk like every day, like every day or every other day. And like at some point we always just find ourselves just like, like, ah, like we're actually doing this. Um, and I don't know. I'm really excited. I, I got our friend Mia made us these <clears throat> ashtrays, custom ashtrays. Uh yeah, yeah oh, those are cool. adorable they're, yeah they're in the colorway of the single and we're this one says crooked teeth i don't know how clear the video is yeah we can see it yeah we can see um, it yeah but she most of them they're going to be like made to order and they say um light me up on it and uh they're in the colorway of the single and her her candle or candle company i've seen so many like diy companies start up that it's just yeah awesome. yeah her ashtray company is, it's called Good Morning, uh, you know, like Alkaline Trio. I think but. I yeah. follow them because I think, I don't smoke, but I think they have other stuff that I saw. I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. She does really cool stuff. So, yeah. Um, and then 
I can't unwrap it right now. I'll tell you guys on the mic. Like you got this. Small. You got this. Like I was like, oh, unboxing video actually. <laughs> unboxing video. I, I would on the, love on the to, pod. but okay. So our friend Cappy at Emo Night, um, she's like a DJ on like their their Twitch, and mm-hmm. she makes custom um, sweatsuits like oh, like high dot like yo. So Celeste, I, we just came today, like hours ago. Like Celeste <laughs> and I each have our own custom sweatsuit. That's sick. And uh, yeah, so I can't unwrap it because one says C and one says T. Like Celeste, mm. I said yeah. it's also funny because it's like cooked teeth, but it's also yeah. like oh coffee. yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to ruin the surprise if she, you know, she's got to yeah. see it at the same time. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what's that's what's going on over here. Yeah, it's it's very cool to like we've talked to the bunch of artists who are just like all doing this work and to be very excited about it. Like during this unexciting, I use the term unexciting time. Like I'll just put it that I way. I think it's more of like unpredictable because I'm not yeah. going to say unprecedented. Unprecedented. I just think at this point it's unpredictable. <laughs> we think something's going to happen and then it doesn't, and then we just yeah. don't want to get our hopes up anymore. Yeah. So to be excited in that is like, wow, good. Yeah, it's a <laughs> like. Kind how of do a... you? How do I do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't worry. There are days where. Oh yeah. It can be, it can be more bleak, but um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm excited, and I think it's it's like, I, you know, and I did release a couple songs last year, but it was also one of those things like once I wrote "Light Me Up," I and I knew I was releasing those two other songs. I was like. I don't want to lean into those like like I want to lean into this like this mm. one is I don't know it's pretty like it's important to me um not to say that the other music I make isn't but there's like I don't know sometimes like something special just comes along that's different from the the other things like you feel a different kind of attachment to it mm. and I do and I think I think a lot of it is also because every bit of it like was so um how do I say it? Like methodical, like, and so like intricate, like Celeste and I have been working on this song together. Like, I mean, it didn't take her long to do her parts. Like that, that was, that was done in the fall. But like, ever since then, we've just been talking about like every little thing that we want to do and like where she's going next with her career and like where I plan to go and how this all like creates like a perfect fork, you know, into both mm-hmm. of those things. And so, um, and uh, it's always special to me. Like I just genuinely loved her music, and I I knew that like I'm pretty like undiscovered, but she was smaller than me even. And my friends had started working with her, and I just like I'm always listening to music. And so when they posted about it, I was like, oh my god, like I love this. Like I'm a huge I'm love like Liz Fair and Paramore and Hole, and she's like all three of those. And she just has this, such a cool. <laughs> Like her voice carries so much like power, but also like it can be delicate, but it can also just be rocking. Like it's just, and that was all within one EP of hers. I felt that way. And I was like, I don't, I, we have to do a song together. Like, I don't want to sit and try to reach for all these people that might not ever uh, message me back. Well, she might, you know, she could have never messaged me back, but she did. And I was super fortunate. And so, um, yeah, in conclusion, special song. It's good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if you haven't heard it already, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but oh yeah, we have, a, yeah, yeah, we have a link to it. 
Yeah, it was yeah. really good. I listened to it and, I, and like it turned on and I was like, because I, I just had it on in the background. I was like, oh, this is like, this fucking hits. Oh, it's actually good. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, listen, I was I was optimistic because Mina doesn't usually see her as wrong. And I was like, okay, let's listen to it. And I've listened to your music like for the last couple of years anyway. So like I was excited oh, for it. But I listen to it because, you know, we get a lot of submissions, you know, every week. And I'm like, okay, sometimes it just doesn't hit. Not to say it sucks, but it just doesn't hit. I'm just going to be nice that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is really good. And then I played it on repeat just because it just flowed <laughs> so well. And it was like this weird, it was like this pop punky mix. But it's like what you said earlier. Like, it's like this new, like, not bubblegum poppy, but this new kind of like innovative, like, sound. That it's like I want to hear this because this is, this kind of blends together everything that I listen to, and that I feel a lot of other people are like right. trying to meld together, but they're not like quite getting it, and they're looking for it, and that's just what it did for me personally. And it just was, you know, it just set something up in my mind. Like, that's this really is, cool. Like, this is what I'm looking for. This is kind of what I've been searching for. It's like putting us all together. It's like. You know, like I listen to the Jonas Brothers and I love them, but I also love like <laughs> Fall Out Boy with all my whole ass being too. And it's like, yeah. okay, we're putting this together and then, yeah. you know, sprinkling <laughs> some new stuff. And that's what came out with this single. So I'm cool. really excited for all these people to hear it and that it's debuting on Karo Q. Because I know. I know they, they've been having a lot of like programming things on their end and like trying to like pivot towards a younger audience. And I'm like, this is like the sound that they need. And that makes me really excited <laughs> as a radio nerd. To like see them finally do <laughs> I'm yeah I that's exciting I I think that too I I don't know it, you know it's funny because I am friends with um you know I'm sure we got to go here in a second but um, we got some time yeah I, I'm I became like probably I think like two EPs ago was the first time we ever did anything at K-Rock and like I instantly developed a friendship with Kat Corbett who also runs lithium on Sirius XM like the, the grunge station and like so we just we just love all of the same era and are just like infatuated with the 90s and all of that and uh and she'll play with it she doesn't she doesn't care like what song it is like she'll throw me into that like locals only k-rock rotation every time without fail but like when I sent her this one she she was like yeah, this is the one, like, this is the one we need. Like, that's the one. And, like, and she's, you know, she's emailed me, like, unprompted, like, three or four times since I've been like, yo, like, I'm just making sure the link works, you know, like, and I can tell she's excited. And that's exciting. Like, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe, what if, guys, what if this is the song, you know? This is it. The song. This it's is the one. I'm not, I don't want to jinx it. It could be. No. Am, I mani- am I not manifesting? Maybe. I'm also knocking on wood. So Yeah. There we go. I got wood you go in, in too. You go in hopeful and then you, you have, you know, your expectations measured and you're just like, you know what? I'm happy. I want to make everyone else happy. That's all yeah. you got to do. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, no, no unhappy people. Yeah. Don't <laughs> be an unhappy. HR plan. Yeah. Oh great. my God. <laughs> Where can everyone find you on the internet? All of your pages. Where can people listen to the song uh, when it's out? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, you could just go to the Spotify or the Apple Music or the YouTube, uh, whichever, you know, or whatever streaming service. And you just type in Crooked Teeth. And it's not the Death Cab song or the Papa Roach album. It's the band. (laughs) And then um, 
Twitter is cook, uh, at Crooked Teeth CA. TikTok and Instagram are Crooked Teeth Rock. And those are, Facebook is obsolete at this point. So that's correct. I could give a fuck yes. if you go find me on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's that's where all, all the important stuff is and where we can hang out and chat if, you know, anyone wants to. And that's the plug. Sweet. Yeah. Hell yeah. If you're if you're here, if you're there, wherever you are, go check out the new song. Run it up the charts. Light me up. If you're listening to this on Monday, it's out. It's there. It's baby. out. You should have been listening to it all you weekend. Should have been listening. It should have been already on on repeat all weekend. It's on the so. playlist. I'm putting up for our DJ stream tomorrow. What it's are you on talking about? You should have fucking doing? listened to it by now. So oh, many people my. are in poser territory right now. Yeah. Oh, uh, can't Did believe you. Believe you. to be them. Embarrassing. Uh, there is a Godsmack listener who's like, not only are they making fun of my Sully Erna, but they're also telling me a poser. I can't believe this podcast. I am unsubscribing. Uh, anyway, yeah, go do that. Go follow on all the stuff. And uh, we will continue to talk on Twitch for a little bit. Uh, but until next time, Tyson, this has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. And uh, yeah, much love to you. Thanks, y'all. You too. Thanks for checking us out this week, everybody. Much appreciate you and your friends and anybody else you told about this podcast. You've told people about this podcast, who right? Who keeps coming around and talking who to us. Who keeps coming around. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for checking us out. We will be back next week with another guest. Uh, we stream these interviews live on Twitch every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. EmoSocialClub.tv is the link you need to know. Join us over there. Ask questions. And, uh, you know, watch us goof around, ask the, you know, we, uh, we do like extra stuff. We had a special guest after, uh, yeah. you never even know who it was. If you're, yeah, if you're, you're not going to know who it was either. You don't even know the chaos that we talked about that made you Brian no almost leave idea. his room. You don't you even no know. And you could have been there to understand the pure insanity of it all. Could have been there. Could have been energy. you. I hate it when you say that. Anyway, <laughs> we'll be back next week, next Monday with a new episode another guest uh rate review like comment subscribe from all of us here at the emo social club podcast i'm brian and i'm lizzie and goodbye why are you clapping what are you doing because i'm happy for us <laughs> why <laughs> can't i clap lizzie how dare you this is so out of character <laughs>